The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Alpha Star Wealth Management. Good morning and happy Monday. Welcome to the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Jenna Barr, your host, and you can text in this morning with any questions, any comments, and you want to save our number here at News Radio 92.3 in case we have a giveaway coming up here on Pep Talk. Uh, coming up, we will have Malcolm Ballinger joining us at 9:30. Then shortly after that, we'll have um, it looks like Todd Thompson. And the Chamber Connection, and then wrapping up the show this morning, our friend Todd Edwards will be joining us with Whitetail Properties. But let's kick off Pep Talk this morning with our first experts here. Of course, we have our Varus Health Partners joining us, Keith and Pam Giles. Good morning. Hello, everyone. Well, happy February to you. We're going to go over some uh, pretty important things that a lot of people have questions about today. So you're probably going to hear this, and I've already, you know, been venting to Keith. Just it hasn't. We haven't even started the show. Yeah. I've, I've been venting off mic about uh, this situation, and we can all relate to it at some point or another. Whether you've given birth or whether you've received a bill, you've gone to urgent care, you've gone to the hospital medical billing absolutely oh so you're gonna teach us this foreign language today i think keith's gonna give it a whirl over there okay well if you have a question (laughs) for keith or for pam 850-437-1620 save that number that's 437-1620 at news radio 92.3 okay so um what are we paying for on our medical bills cotton swabs (laughs) (laughs) don't get me started yeah yeah, go ahead, Keith. Um, well, we were gonna whether you're on Medicare, um, employer, individual. That's what we were all talking about. You get this bill in the mail, and it's like, what is all this stuff I paid for? So we have, I should say, Keith has been doing a lot of research, and um, it's just amazing what's happening out there as far as medical billing goes. So I'm gonna pass it on to Keith initially to um, give you a little bit of experience he's had and some stories we have from other people yeah so um we've been experiencing a lot of traffic in that area where people will call us up what is this read you know what why do i why am i paying this i already have this i already have a copay and things like this um especially when you go into an emergency room or urgent care you don't know what the heck's going on um and uh, all of a sudden, you're, you're paying, you get this huge bill, and you're trying to figure it out. Matter of fact, one of my clients that, uh, or somebody I'm working with, a younger uh, gentleman, 26 years old, went into the emergency room, and uh, he comes back with this huge, I think it was like four or $5,000, and then they discounted it down for a self-pay to, to $3,500. And he, he asked me to help him out, and I looked at some of the, uh, some of the stuff I had. He asked for an itemized bill, of course, and I got that. 
And then I started looking at this. Did you take this medication? No. Did you take this medication? No. Did you take this medication? No. I said, <laughs> okay, then that's three things we can take off the list. So we'll just go back and say we never took that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and um, so that that's starting it. But uh, there was another thing with level ones, level two, emergency care stuff. So if you don't, uh, you, have to, you have to be kind of cognitive of how that works and stuff like that. Let's put it this way. There are a thousand CPT codes or J codes as they call them, and they just, you know, standard procedures to throw everything in there, it seems like, and, and pull stuff out that you're not using. And I think you have, well, um, so some of these medications, what I do with them is when we, when we dig a little deeper, I say, okay, what is it on the marketplace, okay? So you go back and you can negotiate with the, with the persons. Look, I could get, I can get a cotton ball, the whole cotton, I pay 25, eight, $28 for a cotton ball, uh, I can get a big box for that much. So, right. <laughs> yep. and you can negotiate that way. It's like, that's ridiculous. Come on. Um, but anyway, that, that's kind of what's happening. But I think, I think the best way to do is to start and say, okay, how does the whole billing process work? Okay. So there's two things there's called the claims and then there's called the bill. And then in between is what we call EOB explanation of benefits. So here's how it works. Uh, you go to the emergency room or your doctor's office. Um, they file the claim with your insurance carrier. If it's not, if you don't have one, then you're going to get a bill right away. Um, so that goes over to your insurance carriers, and once that happens, uh, they send the bill back saying this is what we're going to pay. You'll get an EOB, which is explanation of benefits of what your insurance company is going to pay, and then what your what you may or may not have to pay. That EOB explanation of benefits kind of gives you a breakdown of all the stuff that they did on you, whether or not, you know, stitches, whatever, whatever happens at an urgent room, urgent care center or whatever. Uh, that will give you a breakdown. Sometimes it's not in depth. And uh, Jenna was telling me she got an itemized bill. Always ask for that, people. Again, yes. always ask for an itemized bill, right? Yeah, you, you're paying for it. You receive the services you should know what you're paying for. And for me, I was sharing that I um, caught a virus. And so it had gone on for a few days and I couldn't couldn't kick it. And so it was getting uncomfortable. So I decided I'm going to go to urgent care because I couldn't get in with the primary doctor. And when I went into urgent care, I paid um, right up front, you know, what it says on my card that I pay to go to urgent care. And then I received uh, a bill months later, like almost six months later, mm -hmm. like for another bill. And so I called, I'm like, what is going on? Like, what did you make me pay for when I walked in, if that's what's on my card? Well, fine print, fine print, fine print, fine print in all your policies. So they said, well, we charged you, yes, for that, but you still had a deductible. And so we have to charge you again for this. Plus we ran a COVID test. A COVID test was almost $70, $70. So I'm trying, I was trying to contest it while also, you know, remaining peppy kind Jenna that I tried to be. And I, uh, I'm like, no, 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 no. I could go and get a COVID test for free at a CVS or the health department. Maybe, you know, I understand $25 because it's there in maybe the, the doctor's office, but almost $75. Are you out of your mind? Absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. I might, was I paying for somebody else's COVID test that day too? And they, I understand, I understand. So I said, okay, well, since you decided not to send an itemized list, you need to send an itemized list and then I'm going to come in and I'm going to sit down with you and we're going to talk about what is actually, you know, makes sense for me to pay after I, I've already paid you for a 20 minute visit in the urgent care, uh, you know, and I think that we need to advocate for ourselves. And if you can't, then you need to sit down with somebody who can. Absolutely. And I'm going to chime in on that for just a little bit because it makes total sense. The copay thing, if you have a copay, that should be what you pay for the visit. You shouldn't be getting additional bills for that. Um, and like Keith brought up, what you want to do if they don't bill you at the time, look for a um, uh, explanation of benefits because I will have to say my own fault is I've made a couple of my routine trips to the doctor, uh, gosh, not even last year or the year before. And um, I know I have a deductible, but they're supposed to be billing my, my insurance and I get the bills and I never get an explanation of benefits. So that tells me, or as we're learning, it looks like they've never even billed my insurance. So you definitely want to take a look at, yeah, you pay your copay, but you want to make sure you get that explanation of benefits because that will tell you whether or not they're even trying to bill your insurance company because I keep getting bills now and I have nothing that shows they ever got anything from my insurance, which tells me they probably never billed my insurance. So given that, I think he's ready to add more to that, but you're absolutely right. We've got to figure out how to advocate for ourselves. Um, I'm going to add one more story real quick though. I know we got this a little bit later on, but um, we have uh, our third partner, Cheryl. And this is an uh, excellent story about double checking what you have. And this applies across the board. This happens to be a Medicare situation. Um, ambulance, you have a copay for an ambulance. You get the full bill in the mail and this is exactly what happened. Her mom was all happy. She went to the hospital, got out of the hospital, got home. She's doing fine, gets the bill in the mail. Okay, here you go, I'm gonna pay it. And then um, Cheryl advocating for her mom takes a look at the bill and says, wait, wait, wait. Why are you paying this amount of money when you have a copay for the bill? So they went back and worked on that, and she only had to pay the copay. Right, which is two fifty. I, I think the the uh, bill that they charge her was around eight hundred dollars, so she saved money right off the bat. But like I said, a lot of people will just. Um, and I'm notorious for this because before I got into this industry, I was notorious because I'm on Tricare. Uh, you know, whatever, I'll pay 15 bucks here and there or whatever. And I never looked at my bill more extensively to say, what did you put on there? And you start seeing this like, I never saw that guy, <laughs> that doctor. Where did this guy get in here, you know? Did he sneak in behind me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so this is a ninja this, doctor. <laughs> it is. It is. It's just ridiculous. And and uh, the more I, the the longer I've been in the industry, the uh, the trend is that you we have a saying now: never pay your first medical bill. Okay, don't do it because <laughs> it's probably wrong. Take your time, as as we say. Okay. Uh, look at your EOB, see if it was filed with your insurance company, because that's a big one all the time. They'll just automatically send that out to you, and they haven't even sent out the thing to the insurance company, so you pay the, the one that's not an insurance company, and you get, then they get double double the money from you and, and the uh, insurance company. So anyway, that's EOB is very important. It's not to be thrown away. Keep it. So when you get that medical bill, you can match it up, okay? So that, if that's a tip of the day, do that. And I like what Jenna said, and uh, 
you have to be an advocate okay don't you don't have to roll over and you know and, and give in you can what's the word <laughs> i want to say fight i'll just say it contest yeah you can contest and ask questions and yes. most most of the people around here i i had that one gentleman or that one doctor i didn't even see it was marked off my list so just be aware of those types of things uh just remember that claims is filed to the insurance company insurance company sends it back to them you get the eob that says hey that was filed with them and if you look at an eob it's really quite ridiculous this procedure was like fifteen hundred dollars but we're going to give you a discount to 150 for your carrier i'm like okay that sounds like a business that sounds like a government contract mm. <laughs> right. so right and then then at the end of the eob it'll say this is this is what you might pay and so they put in like things like deductibles you didn't pay your deductible or something but that's all more important when uh when you to to keep track of your billing how much you've paid and how much goes in into co-pays pam when we when we talk to clients especially medicare clients we go through that procedure right what's a copay what's a coinsurance how do you save money there and that's that's the case when it happened to cheryl's Yes. Mom, mm-hmm. she didn't know her copay. She's ready to pay that $800. Yes. And we, we, that's the whole thing. And, and there's so much information out there. It's a lot to process. But that's why you want to talk to someone if you have questions about what's in your plan. Because um, that's an important piece to know what your copays are and what your costs are for whatever your services are. Because you shouldn't be charged. And there are incidents that you want to be aware of this, too. Um, sometimes you can get like excess charges or something put in um, that shouldn't be put in there. Um, so you just, that's why you want to know what you're supposed to be paying for. And then when you see that bill, um, what you're actually getting charged for, you know, and I don't know if it's, you know, what it is in this day and age or whatever, but why we see this more and more, more people out there, less, um, providers who who knows but so we want to make sure we step up for ourselves to know what we're supposed to be paying and try to save your own self uh money in that aspect because um it is not unheard of and we're already talking about this that they don't even properly bill for insurance and i had a um client of mine that she had a unique situation weird um cut she went to the emergency room and um for i don't even know how they mixed up the database or whatever happened um but they totally charged her for the full service but they went to never neverland to who they built and it wasn't even somebody that she ever even had for insurance so um she went ahead and ended, it ended up going directly back to the um emergency room that where she got the service that they totally billed her or charged the wrong place so she got that like a seventeen thousand dollar down to seventeen dollars that would have been her actual um fee for that visit and that was just a very unique situation but those kind of things happen so you definitely want to look out for yourself and kind of understand what you're supposed to be getting but talking about emergency room keith you um raised a question when when you were talking about your emergency room visits can be different based on how you're tiered yeah, I, I think there's three tiers. Um, so 
of course, each tier is going to be a little bit more extensive and it's going to cost you a little more. And I'm not that up to date on, on the tiers. I was trying to follow up last night on them and they're, they're just like secret codes or something. <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, well, I want to, I want to, uh, you know, a level one is cheaper. No, we can't do that. It's like, okay, well, what's the level one versus level three, you know? Um, I think it. I think uh, it, you know somebody out there may already know this, but uh, I guess it could be the number of doctors or, or procedures that they do on you. But I started breaking that down last night. It's it's complicated, people. It's is um, it, it's really complicated. We. I think the most important thing is is to um, is to be aware of those those things and and don't be scared to to call the billing company and uh, see if you can resolve it there. So when we when we start doing that, what we usually do is take the name of the billing person that we're talking to, talk about the things that you did, and these are all notes for you. Because worst case scenario, in some cases, you could actually go to um, small claims court if you have to. Now that's a pain if you have an advocate on your side, that would be the best bet for you. And many uh, employer plans have uh, advocates there that will help you with um, with your medical billing and they'll do the negotiations for you. And uh, I'll tell you, um, there was uh, an advocate the other day that I was talking to and the, a woman had a $30,000 bill and uh, so she turned it over to her and she got it ne- negotiated down to $3,000. Now, the advocate that she used, there was a fee for it, but she, I think her, her, her fee was 10% of what the savings was. So she paid $6,000 versus $30,000 for her billing. So um, a lot of our plans that, that we set up when we, when we work with groups have an advocate so that you can, you can actually call them. Uh, our company does it too. We have an advocate that we can call in place. When you get tired of it, it's nice to have somebody that's got your six and that's a patient advocate that can fight the bill for you so that that, makes sense and somebody texted in and said that uh there is on every insurance group uh there's a website that the policyholder can review the eob the explanation of benefit um and they say somebody texted in just to go ahead and and check check that as well that'd be something to look up on the website i'm gonna go ahead and read this text too. Uh, um, somebody texted in and said, my wife retired December 31st, but was hospitalized for a few days in December. Medicare started December 1st. Her primary expired end of December. Both Medicare and primary are saying that the other should pay. Oh, oh the old battle, Pam. <laughs> wow. You going to take that one? <laughs> well, so, well, let's go back to the dates. If she started Medicare December First. First. First, yep. When did she go in the hospital? In January? In, in December. In December. So it was when the crossover was happening. And then she was on employer plan till December 31st. Yeah. Um, typically, in that scenario, it kind of depends on the employees, because if you still have both um, coverages, if it's a group of more than 20, at that point, it should be the employer pays first and then your Medicare is secondary. If it's 20 or less, typically your Medicare, this is why if you're in a small group, they want you to get your Medicare um, 
when you're eligible because typically that employer plan would not be first payer if you've got less than 20 employees. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit more detail on how that might be the scenario um, in that particular case, I would think. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. See, for me, it would make sense, like, if she still was working till December 31st, her employer would pay. She was still working there. Right. That's that 20 rule, 20, 20 employee mm-hmm. rule. So you decide who's going to pay first. And, mm-hmm. and it may be just being that simple. It's like, okay, well, if they if they build the, the insurance carrier first when actually they should have been the second, that's going to create a problem for them. So she should be covered by... Oh, it's a large group. Yeah, like the, yeah the, the employer would be the first payer on that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that, that would be the yeah. based on the, the way the structure is set up. If she's still employed and has benefits, they would be first payer or they should be first payer. Yeah, I'd, I, I'd have them rebill it to the employer unless, unless she's already tried that. Okay. I'm, yeah. s- I'm sending notes on over uh, to to our friends here so thank you for texting and if you still have a question to squeeze in we've got about three and a half minutes left 437-1620 here on pep talk uh before we wrap up though what do we want to hit well uh you know what um if you guys all if anybody's out there is listening and you have stories of how you handled your billing we'd love to hear it because we pass that on to other people how you got over those humps it's it's really um the more that we spread spread the news out to other people we can we can help maybe fix this system i don't know if we can fix it but we can definitely uh, make things better for other people yeah and in the bottom line is um i think awareness like we said you want to save yourself money and not pay for things that you shouldn't be paying for like keith keeps telling me to quit paying my bills until i get an eob so i really need to work on my own self but those are things that we really be be aware of and you want to save money so that you can do other things with your money and not spend it on things you shouldn't be having to pay for on the medical side of the house we have an education center at at, uh, alpha star at the education center on actually this particular topic so um it's going to be a lunch and learn uh we haven't set the date for we were looking at march right yeah it'll probably be sometime in march but um anybody who's interested in that please give us a call at uh 850-710-7196 that's alpha star we'll be conducting that thing and we'll be advertising here shortly so um, yes, and between Star and ourselves, we are having regular educational events, and it's a great opportunity to just uh, pick up on more information to better financially support yourself or be more aware of your health care and what you're paying for. Correct. Yeah, hanging around these financial people, they're always telling them, how do we save money, how do we put money back into your account? So that's what we're kind of infected by it, so... Yeah, exactly. And Um, we have Medicare Made Easy classes coming up. I wanted to put that in there real quick. Um, And reminders of people out there on Medicare, it is still what we call OEP, open enrollment period. If you are on a Medicare Advantage plan, you can change your plan. You can drop your plan and go back to original Medicare. So that's a little bit of an enrollment period that's out there for you all, too. I wanted to add that piece real quick. Okay, excellent. Um, uh, we have a listener who's helping me out too, uh, who helps with processing bills. Oh yes, <laughs> so uh, they're helping me out. Yeah, it it's uh, and it's uh, I think it's also it can be overwhelming because we already know when we go to the doctor, we go to the hospital, we're going to be billed, 
And so we just kind of like to know this is what we're paying for. So if, thank yeah. you for letting us know that I, we have the, where was it? Let me go back. Explanation of benefit yeah. um, on the website. That's something to look up. Uh, but if you do... But if you do um, have any extra questions and you want to reach out to Keith and Pam and ask them or, you know, follow up at all, 850-710-7196 is the local number here. And of course, they're located right on Cervantes in the same building with Alpha Star Financial. So with Bob Burgie and Katie Burgie as well. So two birds, one stone. Don't hesitate to, to contact them as well if you want maybe some more information to go forward. Absolutely. This is a great subject. Thank you guys so much. Excellent. Of course, this whole episode will be up later on at our website, newsradio923.com. I'm Jenna Barr. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Stay tuned. We'll have Malcolm Ballinger joining me up next with Ballinger Publishing.